Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you, Marjorie Wildcraft with us. We're going to take calls with Marjorie next hour here on Coast to Coast. Marjorie, so the things we've been talking about, and I'm going to have you distinguish the difference between growing and providing, if you have some land and those people who just simply have an apartment, to see what the difference is. But are we doing this to save money? Are we doing this for survival? What's the approach? You're, you're doing this for survival. George, I, you know, hyperinflation is, is on our doorstep. And it starts to ha- it, it, it happens really, really quickly. I, I, you know, by next year, by, by, I absolutely predict by spring of next year, it's going to become abundantly apparent. And, and then you will see the runs on food, just like you'll see the runs on the bank. There will be runs on the grocery stores for, for food. People will start doing panic buying. Uh, we're, we're there, George. It, it's happening. Um, you know, China has bought up a ton of the grain from the United States. There's, there's almost nowhere to get food. The global production is down. The supply chain is broken. I mean, my goodness, this community, the coast community is full of truckers. And I, I'm sure that there, there's a lot of people who can call in with information about what they're seeing on the ground here. But the supply chain has been devastated. I, you know, if you see that the port of Vancouver just basically has been completely cut off. And um, actually, Canada was one of the few exporters of wheat in the world, and now that's not going to be available. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with all that grain, because they don't necessarily have the capacity to store it. We're having stories like that all over the world. Um, And, you know, you're already seeing it. We've all experienced empty shells at one point or another. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's real. And, and, you know, consider that a wake-up call. So uh, I am absolutely an advocate of, and, and, and during inflationary and then hyperinflationary times, the time to stock up is before the hyperinflation. Did I just hear a yes. chicken in the background? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I did. Yes, <laughs> or a rooster yeah. or something like that. Yeah, well, the rooster. Well, well what happens be- between the, the haves and the have-nots, Marjorie, when your neighbors who don't have food realize you do? Are they going to hit your backyard? What's going to happen? Well, that's where you really need to start building community. And and there is an incredible strength. Like, I live here in a, in a village in, in Puerto Rico. I found out that 65% of the people are below the poverty line. And I'm working like crazy with a six-acre site that the at, that the city owns to create a, a, a massive community garden with, like, you know, 400 garden plots in it. Uh, and that can get, you know, we're getting that. That's moving along very, very quickly. Uh, but and and being in a place with cooperation and building community, and quite frankly, we're going to need to do that because our our governments are, are clearly corrupt and falling apart. Um, they're they're not going to be here. That's a part of what is collapsing. All right, so let's take us let's take a scenario for someone who's got a pretty decent sized backyard. Uh-huh. Tell us tell us what that person should do. Right. So I would recommend a three-part system, and that is get some chickens, get some rabbits, and have a, a small vegetable garden. A, a hundred square feet uh, vegetable garden with a hundred square feet of bed space will produce all of the produce that one person needs. And as your skills and systems develop, you can produce a lot more out of that. That really only takes up the space of like a, a three-car parking spots. 
and and you can do a lot more. There's certainly some examples of people in uh, you know California that are or, or CSA is all around the country where the, the the family just has a backyard and they're producing a ton of food that they're selling to other people as a as a side business. And there's a saying I think it was coined by that guy in um, was he in L.A. and he started growing food just on a strip of of the meridian and the highway and. Um, you know, growing your own food is like printing your own money, and and more than ever, that is true. Uh, we're about to head into a time period where we don't know what anything is worth, right? You know, what what is the value of this? What is the value of that? That's part of what happens when you have a currency collapse. And, and certainly, one of the stories from Weimar Germany was, uh, you know, a, a, a farmer had really, really wanted a, a grand piano. It was kind of one of those things. He had a daughter. He wanted to to learn to play the piano. He traded a grand piano from somebody in town for, you know, a 50-pound sack of potatoes. So that shows you how hungry and how desperate, the, the, you know, the townspeople were getting. Um, there is a lot that you can do in town, so don't, don't, don't let me uh, discourage you from that. And actually, that's a hugely important component of growing food is everybody growing food somewhere. But we're, we're going to, you're not going to be able to, to store enough to get through this. Uh, everybody is going to, if you want to live through this next decade, you're going to need to be growing food. And and how long will this take? How long does the, the, do the crises last? Well, you know, um, we all know about Event 201, which was sponsored by uh, Bill Gates, that stunningly predicted the pandemic, right? They did that in September of 2019. It was talking about a pandemic in 2020, and 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 voila, the whole thing has been rolled out according to script. Right, and now he's investing in vaccines. Interesting timing, isn't it? Yeah, my God, they're actually supposedly growing plants that will have our mRNA vaccines in the plants. I'm like, oh my God, if there's ever a reason to avoid the commercial food supply. But so, and I used to not pay that much attention to these scenarios because, you know, why, right? But in 2015, Cargill, which is the largest private company on planet Earth and pretty much has their finger in almost every aspect of the food supply, uh, did a simulation called the food chain reaction. And interestingly enough, something the, the, the scenario was this. Something happened in 2020. Then there was this whole series of climate problems all over the globe, such that the global food production was way down. Uh, and food prices rose in the in in you know in the year thereafter 2021 basically by about 40 percent, and then every year thereafter they rose up by about 100 percent. Now they did not um, forecast uh, inflation and hyperinflation into that, but voila! I mean, right now if you go to the UNFAO numbers, which is their numbers they're using for the baseline on that scenario, food prices are up 40 percent. They're exactly on, and something big did happen in 2020. You know, they're right on the scenario is unfolding. Their uh, their scenario for that, which you know, as I said, I'm learning to pay attention to these scenarios because they're basically telling us what they're orchestrating. Uh, was it was at least a decade. It went through the entire decade. Food prices went up at least 400 percent and stayed there for the entire decade. So we're we're you're not going to be able to store. Absolutely, go buy as much backup food as you can right now. But you also need to learn to grow food. It's essential. All right. Now, the person who owns uh, or is in a little apartment, what do they do? Well, there's a lot of things you can do. Are you going to be able to produce all? No. But are you going to be able to produce some things? And is that great? Yes. So, you know, there's the classic of sprouts and herbs, which you can do. 
Uh, sprouts don't even need a lot of sunshine. Another thing people don't think about is mushrooms. You can produce mushrooms in an apartment. And, um, you know, certainly there's a lot of vegans and vegetarians will tell you how what a great um, food source that is. Uh, there's also, there's lots of new indoor garden systems that are coming out with LED light systems or systems that you can put by a window. Of course, if you've got a patio or a balcony or uh, a rooftop, uh, you've got a lot of options there and especially going vertical. So things like, you know, cucumbers or squash, which you can run up the side of the wall, um, are, are an option. Um, aside from a quail, you can actually raise quail inside of an apartment, and then you've got little quail eggs or even the quail themselves. Um, Your neighbors aren't going to go nuts on you? The neighbors the neighbors are going to be doing the same thing, George. <laughs> actually, when I was in Cuba, there's one woman where she was a little embarrassed to admit it, but, you know, the, the plumbing didn't work anymore, so they turned the bathroom into a pig pen, and they raised a pig inside an apartment in Cuba. How could you because, raise a pig in it? A, a full-size pig? Yeah. Those things are huge. Best. Yeah, I know, right? But she would go to gather stuff from out in the countryside and bring it in and feed the pig and... It was a mess. She said it was an absolute, it was a pig pen. But, with you know, with the bathroom didn't work because it didn't have water. They didn't have, you know, sewage. All the city stuff was, was no longer functioning. It was a room that they no longer really could use, so they raised a pig in it. Piglets, anyway. That's something. That is something. It, 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 it's, yes, it's going to get like that, right? Foraging is another it, thing. Now, is this your prediction, or is this something that you think is a, is, is a slam-dunk deal? I'm, this you know, collapse. Those, you know, this is this is happening, George. This is no longer. This is we're already in it. I mean, you see the empty. God, shop. I you hope I the, can call you back in a year, Marjorie, and go. See, I told you so. Nothing happened. You, I don't think you know. It's already happening. You know, it's right out there right now. If you you, you just just you could see it, right? We. But we but thing. we really don't have shortages yet. Not not massive shortages. Not massive shortages, but you're seeing. I mean, you could you could get your bread, you can get your steaks, you can get your chickens. They talked about a turkey shortage for Thanksgiving, but everybody got their turkeys. Yeah, and they paid how much more for them? Oh yeah, they were expensive. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what happens is it just starts to get too expensive where you can't afford it at all. And 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 the supply. The other thing I, I absolutely predict this will happen within the next two or three months is um, uh, the Biden administration is going to act enact uh, wage and price controls, which will absolutely guarantee scarcity. Um, and and of course, what will flourish from from underneath that is going to be all kinds of black markets in in food um, and other you know necessities. But we're there, George. I look the supply chains breaking down. The government is 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 printing money like there's no tomorrow. There's, it's you know absolutely abundant. We're going to go into inflation, hyperinflation, and currency collapse. Oh, I, I I believe that that's happening yeah. already. And and the global crop production is is been decimated. And in fact, there's a lot of reports out there that the USDA has been paying farmers not to to to, to you know to destroy their crops. Uh, to to they've been paying them to destroy their crops which is something they do off and on all the time anyway, so I don't know how much. But we're, we're there, George. This is, this is happening now, and you can see it. I, in the Grow Network, we have a forum thread called What Shortage Are, are You Seeing? And we're up to like 10 pages of comments of people with just bizarre things like 
tombstones <laughs> have gone from $3,000 to $16,000. If you can get them. If you can get them, right? You know, so like, there's these really weird and bizarre shortages happening, and, and canning supplies come and go. You can't get them sometimes. Seeds at a huge premium, um, you know, garden seeds, uh, all kinds of food supplies, you know, um, you, you may go there and they may have something. It's not the, you know, they don't have the brand you're used to. It's happening, George. It's happening right now. That's well, a great um, time to diet then, right, Marge? Well, that's the, the average Cuban lost 20 pounds. So, yeah, we're going to, America, the whole world is going to go on a diet. That Mar- would be so fun. Mar- Marjorie Wildcraft with us. Her websites are linked up at coasttocoastam.com. Where do people see your videos? The best place to go, we're, we're having a webinar. Actually, it's happening this Saturday where I'll spend uh, a good length of time condensing 20 years of figuring out the fastest, easiest, and quickest ways to take somebody who knows nothing, is older or out of shape, and get them producing food very, very quickly. Uh, and that's at growyourowngroceries.com. You can sign up for that. It's a free webinar. Um, actually, <laughs> I always made all my money as a professional investor, and not a lot from the Grow Network. It's more of been a passion project for me. So growyourowngroceries.com. And, and we'll get you started. We'll, we'll show you how to grow food. We'll show you options for if you're an apartment. We'll show you options if you've got a yard. Um, and, you know, again, I'm assuming you know nothing. You're out of shape. You're older. We've, I've specifically developed all these systems for this scenario. Uh, and I've been doing this for, gosh, 15, 18 years now, figuring out what are the, the fastest and easiest ways to get people up to speed. And I'm, I'm really grateful. I, I thought the collapse was going to happen back in the 2010, 2000, you know, that whole. So what, so, what, so what if you're off by another 10 years? What if it happens in 2030? I, I just don't see it, George. I just don't see it. Not, you know, not only do we have the food chain reaction scenario that is, these predictions are highly uh, accurate from these large global entities, but we, you're already seeing food inflation. We know there's hyperinflation coming. The supply chain's broken. Uh, global food production is down. Even the UN is warning of a global famine of biblical proportions. You, you know, I, this is not a. <laughs> and I, I'm not. This is not rocket science here. In a couple minutes before we have the break, and we're going to take calls with you next hour, Marjorie. Tell me about snake bite. What happened? Oh, I was out in the garden, and I got bit by a copperhead snake. Ouch! And, uh, yeah, you know, it's potentially a fatal bite, and but we do enough with home medicine, and, you know, I'm strong enough and healthy enough from eating my own homegrown food for so long. Um, we treated it at home, and it's a little story about how we did it that teaches people about herbal medicine. Did you cut and yourself and you know, suck the blood out or anything? No, nothing that's no nothing that sexy. I wish we'd have done something like that. We used a, a technique called poulticing, and um, because of where we lived, we had prickly pear available and used mm-hmm. that as the poulticing material. And uh, just in a couple of days of poulticing, and then doing some internal things with like echinacea or garlic to, to prevent infection. It, you know, I was up and walking around in a couple of days, um, and um, you know, it's, it's really just a testament to the power of herbal medicine. It also really empowers people that growing your own food, getting really healthy by, by what you produce. And then a lot of the herbs in your yard are really powerful medicines. Um, I don't expect people to go out and treat a snake bite as their first thing, but um, it's just a great story to highlight what you can do and what you can achieve. You don't talk too much about growing your own vegetables. How come? 
You don't, oh, I you do. Don't, oh, yeah, yeah. Vegetables yeah. are a big component of it. But when you get down to a, like, we got to eat scenario, um, and, and this is a little bit sad for, like, I was a vegan when I started this, but animal products, by and large, are the most efficient way to produce um, healthy, nu- nutritious calories. Right. And, and especially protein and fat, which is harder to do. But I'm a huge fan of the garden because you definitely need all those colors and all those flavonoids and all the, uh, you know, the fiber as well as the um, 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 diversity. You know, you need a lot of different sources of, of food that you're going to be, you know, gathering food from. So I should have kept my 114-acre horse farm. That's what you're saying, right? Oh, my gosh, yes. George, yes. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, it was in Illinois, loved it, but uh, just so you know, I had, had a lot of racehorses that I bred, and they cost a lot of money, and... Uh, so I decided I was going to auction off all the horses, and I got some good money out of that. And then uh, some old farmer came by and made me an offer for the entire place. And I wow. said, God, that's twice what I paid for it. So I took it. But it would be worth 10 times that today had I held yeah. on to it. All those years of those horses fertilizing the fields, I bet the farmer was looking at that. <laughs> A lot of vegetables on 114 acres you could you could sure raise, huh? Oh, my gosh, Yeah. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.